0: He got up and won the Millions. The Hootson's in front of Chauffeur. Hootson's gripping on. And Hootson goes all the way to win the Magic Millions. One of by three quarters. To the when the go it's all Capitalist well clear. And Capitalist will brain them the favourite. Bolts in the Magic Millions. Capitalist wins three Lucky Hustler went through, took the lead, and Lucky Hustler, two good draws away. Lucky Hustler, brilliant by Two Lake Strawberry Boy. Sunlight for the Millions. Sunlight won it brilliantly by Three Lakes. GBS Hightail accelerates. GBS accelerates out wide. Accelerates has won the Millions. alligator blood, he's shaking his teeth and he's racing clear, alligator blood by two and a half And And now on PG Podcast Network it's time for the year round carnival with Vince Ocardi and your host Racetrack Rolfi
1: and with a bit of sky hooks off the top, the millions, the Magic Millions Day, it's always a fantastic, deep program. It certainly is the case tomorrow as we record this 6 a.m. Melbourne time. Vince Cardi from Daily Sex Dolls. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy New Year to you as well, Ralphie, and everybody that will be listening. Well, we've got the mouth guard in Magic Millions Day last week. We actually might start off on this basis. of uh, I'm looking at an article here on RaceNet. Magic Millions Day, you will be able to make ground. They raced at the track last week. Uh, Nivesh Ramdani is now the uh, manager there. We, we knew from his days at Randwick, he loved it when uh, when they actually <laughs> got a break from the weather, they r- racing fast on on uh, on those conditions at Randwick here. Uh, his quote here when questioned about whether horses could make ground was last Saturday, it was a Bit temper related. Some races we had significant southerly wind, which really pushed them along in the straight. We won't see a southerly this Sunday. The track's going to play a lot more even than it did last week. What's your mindset in how you expect the Gold Coast to play tomorrow?
2: Well, a lot of races, are big fields. Yeah. So I expect speed, and the track can race pretty fast on the Gold Coast. I, I don't want to get. I wouldn't want to get too far back. I'd say no further back than midfield, but I, I'm leaning towards. Being a lot closer, it's, I'll say necessary leading, but near lead pack will be a very good place to be.
1: Speed will be rewarded. Yes. Okay, we'll start with the Magic Millions two-year-old race seven on the on the program here. Um, been scratching my head a bit uh, doing this uh, this form, Vince and. Uh, It'd be fair to say it doesn't look like any two-year-olds really put their hand up, so to speak, or their hoof, if you like. Uh, the favourite for the race, uh, Team Snowden, so so good at targeting this meeting. They've got two of the favourites here, Sovereign Fund and Empire of Japan, but they're both about $5. So, uh, what's, what's your speed overview here? You touched on the tempo before we deep dive in the horses. How are you expecting this particular well, pace to play in, in the two-year-old?
2: I've marked the, the race above average from a, a tempo point of view. It's not easy for them to run to the the normal track speed for this particular distance, uh, particularly when you're two. But I, I can see this field breaking benchmark through that first section. There's a number of runners that are very close to that sort of speed. And given that it's such a big field, I do expect the vacuum. So I was predicting, realistically, benchmark plus two,
1: not much faster than that, Ralphie. Uh, this race last year, Cool um, and Gadda, was <laughs> it was a bullish, uh, 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 confident play from the market, and lived up to it in in, in winning the race. I'm sure sovereign uh, funders come through the same race as Cool and Gadda, but wow, uh, the difference w- was dramatic uh, curves. Cool and Gadda showed blistering early speed in that uh, Doomben and win, and that set her up to win this Magic Millions. It couldn't have been a different situation, given uh, he only had three runners to beat at the Doomben. Uh, What's your assessment with Sovereign Fund? Well,
2: when I look at Sovereign Fund here, Ralphie, the two starts. The first up run, over 1,100 metres of Wyong. I thought that was reasonable speed for this horse, 3.4 lengths below benchmark. Good even finish over the last two sections, going plus 1.4 between the 8 and the 4, and pretty much maintained that speed to the finish line. Probably liked the fact that it was top 10. But last start at Doomben, when I look at the breakdown, gee, that was a very soft speed, Ralphie, 9.3 lengths below benchmark. Uh, The mid-race move was good, going half half a length, virtually half a length, but the squeeze was like 9.7. I did expect to see a big finish, and the, oh, I thought the finish was strong, four point eight above. So, all the indicators are positive. But what's going to happen with this type of pace? That, it's, oh, you know, it's, it's, it, if it sits at that speed, around six to nine lengths below benchmark, it's going to be a fair way off from Ralphie, and that would be a dangerous spot to be in. You in, in a in a negative manner, not a positive manner. So, hopefully, the horse is going to be able to cope, because there's no doubt. Jamie will just naturally try and push his horse a little bit more forward, and be—I when I say competitive—somewhere six lengths off. And what's that going to do to the kick? Yeah, I've seen I've seen plenty of times before, Ralphie, with young horses when they have a big squeeze and a, and a pretty solid finish. Sometimes they can be a little bit soft at their subsequent start, particularly if they're asked to run fast. So I'm, I'm a little bit in no man's land. I'm not saying the horse isn't capable; it's showing all the
1: right promise. I just would have liked to have seen more speed last start. Stablemate, mate, uh, Empire of Japan with J-Mac on. I'll tell you what, Vince, uh, how long we've been tracking the Snowdens, 15 years uh, since, they, uh, since they peeled off from, uh, from Team Hawks. Um, getting beaten as a favourite in their lead-up to winning a big race, is almost in their DNA. And this horse won on debut at Randwick, uh, comprehensively on very heavy going, and then was beaten at Randwick on the 24th. Clearly, this is the target. Of course, we're not suggesting anything nefarious. It's just a matter of trainer's intent, and it's grand final day. They're such great grand final trainers. This almost, to me, looks like the blueprint. What's the data say? Well, look, the the positive part here
2: is the horse is going to have Plenty of speed in, in its legs, which is really important. Like that last run, 4.2 lengths below benchmark first section. Now, not much of a move between the 8 and the 400, a length slower. We know from experience that that's never a massive plus, but the big plus is it's going to keep a lot of freshness in the legs. This kick down, if you look at the kick down over the last 400, it's actually around 7.5 lengths, Ralphie. We just talked about the other run, which is in the 9s. That's how powerful the, the energy was at the end. So I do feel this horse has a good setup going into this race and is going to be ready to be able to cope with whatever pressure. I'm not saying this is the better of the two, but I, I do feel this is a runner that's better set up. You've just got to make that next transition up another 100 metres and cope with whatever
1: pressure comes your way. Well, in the race where uh, Empire Japan ran third, Platinum Jubilee ran second, and they were co-favourites in the market, and a very similar profile with the filly because she went on debut as well on that heavy track at uh, Randwick. Uh, how are you assessing uh, Sovereign Fund? Uh, platinum uh, Sovereign Fund? Well, platinum I felt Ju- this, yeah, Platinum Jubilee. I mean,
2: I felt this runner was severely disadvantaged last start, Ralphie. Right. When you look at the breakdown of the speed, one point four lengths below benchmark horror mid-race move for a young horse going from minus 1.4 to minus 6 between the 8 and the 4, that's never healthy. I still looked at the last 200 metres and said, okay, you still managed to go plus 1, which is really, really uh, positive. Pretty much that day there, it was like lame one all the way, Ralphie. Yep. I expect a massive turnaround for this horse, and what I mean by turnaround, like turn, turnaround overall IVR performances, I mean, the figures are sitting at 2.5 below and 3.8 below. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse goes close to benchmark tomorrow. And That'd pretty much dangerous. It,
1: it seems like what you, you're pegging this race is just a benchmark sort of, sort of race. At best. Yeah. Skirt the Law is the local. Two dominant wins at, uh, at uh, Doombin to start its campaign. Uh, so, small fields, yes. Has won over 1,200, which we tend to like. And... Back to the Gold Coast for a barrier trial, Sid, so six weeks between runs, clearly local set for this race. And the barrier trial to the visual looked like they were trying to teach it to, to settle and then then run on as well, which is a good sign. Uh, what's What's the clock saying?
2: Well, if I look at the breakdown of the first up run over 1,050, and there was a little bit of a, I mean, good speed through the first session, going benchmark, I, I like it when I see that in young horses. The mid-race move, which was a slowdown of around 3.3 legs, never a positive, Ralphie. Last 400, though, plus 2.4. Initially, I thought, oh, it's not very good, but off that speed, it's, it's, it's a fair effort. But then last start, up to 1,200 metres, no real movement at all 3.3 links below benchmark slow down between the eight and the four of around three links and not any real finish so i'm not sure what to make make of that run i mean it won that's all you can do but it's be a very very hard horse for me to you know chime in over and above a couple that we've already spoken about despite it's been you know it's had two runs for two wins
1: all right, well, they're the main ones in the market. It's, you've got a couple on the grid here that's, uh, that's worth asking about, particularly given the price, one being Excel Dior.
2: Well, the horse just naturally puts itself there in terms of uh, profile, roffy I always say you can't ignore the overall IVR figure. It's got a minus 1.8. It was last out of the Gold Coast, over 1,100 metres. This horse used a stack of speed through the first two sections. Two point four lengths above benchmark, first section, still traveling one point six above between the eight and the four hundred, and then weakened. I didn't feel the horse had the perfect setup last start to be able to cope with this sort of pressure. Like twelve hundred meters, back at back a hundred showed a lot more speed. Well, probably didn't have many choices. And I thought it was pretty pretty tough. So in terms of fitness. Well, We know Annabelle Ralph,
1: he's very, very capable
2: of having their horses ready. So if it's got another run,
1: why not at a price? All right, Croatian Bell's unbeaten. Uh, it's, it's big odds. It uh, looks like about 8 million uh, ladies are invested into this. They get a bonus if they win the big race. Uh, you're saying they might have something to barrack for?
2: I can't fault neither of the runs. I like the fact that both runs have been around the 1,000-meter mark. The way the horse has been closing off, reasonably good speed in a short course race has been very good. I mean, first up, 3.8 lengths above IVR benchmark last 400. Last start was 1.5 off a quicker speed. Gets its chance up to 1,200 metres. That's the only question, mate. How well are you going to handle it? I'm confident the horse is going to be able to cope with the pressure of speed. It's just a matter of can it maintain that finish over the
1: last 400. You're going to get your chance. And one I'll just uh, finish with by asking you is uh, what's called Summer Loving? Now, not much on the clock so far, but Gay Waterhouse, Brett Navdala, Blinkers first time, and the trial looks pretty sharp at uh, the Gold Coast. Has is it, is it got any chance?
2: Well, again, why not? Yeah. The, the pace last start, five links below, benchmark, strong mid-race move around seven links, last 400 metres, a little bit of a taper, you know, plus one. And what I was really looking at is maybe between the four and the two didn't get the best of, you know, energy efficiency. It's a horse on the way up, Ralphie. These, A lot of these horses can easily improve two or three. Like everything, they're not easy races. It's going to be a fantastic race in terms of a battle to watch. Some people are obviously going to be keen to bet because there could be some fantastic value if you can nail the winner. Ah, uh, I'm a bit of a softy, Ralphie. I, I tend to you know, watch <laughs> from a distance unless there's real clear signals. And if there was a horse in this race that was above benchmark, I probably might have been really interested.
1: There you go. Let's wind that up uh, in the morning. We might have some clarity there, but uh, we'll move on to uh, the three-year-old. Again, it's it's a, it's a race where I was trying to find some, some real substance to it. In previous years, we've seen the likes of Alligator Blood come through this race. Uh, firstly, pace set up for a big field here, Vince. <laughs> oh,
2: that's for sure. Yeah, there's no question about the pace as well, Ralphie. Again, I've marked this race above benchmark, and I do have an expectation at this distance range. I could be miles out here. I am forecasting around plus two. They could go plus five or six here if things go crazy up front because there's at least three or four horses that want to go forward and create pressure. They're all horses that are capable of running around benchmark plus one, plus two range. So... I'm expecting a lot of speed, so this is a great race for horses that are camping three to six lengths off that lead speed. Maybe as f- you know you could go as far back as eight, and maybe as close as two.
1: Well, i, I kept on looking at this race, thinking, geez, there's a few leaders in the race, so it's got to be hot. One of them will, on pace will be Yellow Brick. It's got a bit of the uh, alligator blood profile as far as a Queensland winner and on pace. But uh, what substances you got on the clock? Well.
2: First, we look at last start running at Toowoomba. 0.1 above benchmark. It was best of the day. It wasn't easy to run time. Hard to knock that sort of profile. I did like the way the horse really closed off that speed. See, it's one thing running four lengths above benchmark, Ralphie, over the last 400, but off what pace? And if you're running above benchmark and you can close that strongly, that's usually a really good sign. And what I've seen here with this horse is this horse has made, you know, I feel really solid improvement fitness-wise. The question is, it's a one above benchmark profiled horse. Can it make that next step and improve oh, probably half length to a length is all you've got to find to be a shorter top two or three finish? It's possible. It's lightly raced.
1: So uh, I suppose I should ask you, as an overview, what are you saying? It's, it's probably a plus one to, to win this race? I would say ultimately this is where you want to be. I don't think anything less than half. If you run half benchmark,
2: half a length above benchmark or below, you might not get on the podium.
1: Which means it's not an overly strong addition. I mean, no. we've seen yeah, alligator blood. Like I said, he was doing threes and fours leading into this, so that's that's the type of uh, contest we got. Russian Conquest. Uh, we mentioned Team Snowden before with J Mac on. Um, it just looks Grand Final day for her for, for obvious reasons. There, horses showed a lot of talent as a young filly. Uh, she just missed in the uh, Magic Millions two year olds last year to Cool and gather A bit of a loss prep last last uh, time in, but of note. Two of the three runs were on bottomless ground and didn't have much luck at Sandown. Nice resuming run at uh, Gosford. Uh, what's the clock saying?
2: Well, probably a couple of key events you have to look at. One was that Sandown run three starts back. Yep. Over 1,400 metres. That's an important sort of profile to break out into to give you some insight of where you sit in terms of this type of race. There it is, 1.7 lengths below benchmark first section, plus two between the eight and the four. Pretty much maintained that pace. Then I looked at the lanes. Like over that last four to six hundred metres, got got really, really wide. Ralph, he sort of starting off from around lane four and then out to twenty four. So that gives you the insight on how much it had to sort of find the ground where I felt was the fastest part of the track, and kept kept getting stronger. So I, I like that. This time in, when I look at like that last run at Gosford. Good speed through the first two splits. Last four hundred again, really, really strong. Three and a half lengths above benchmark. It's ready for it. Yep. But it's it's best as point four, and we have to go all the way back to the Gold Coast over twelve hundred meters at the beginning of
1: last year. Yeah, this race, this the two old last year. So pretty much what you're saying is it's it's in the right setup, but it needs to produce a PB if it is to win, which which is plausible. Yes. Okay. Spiritualize on the quick backup from last week. Good sustained pace, but as uh, as mentioned at the start, that suited the way the the, uh, the day was playing. And uh, this is going to be a high heat situation. Can he can he back up?
2: Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I mean, that run two starts back, obviously, things weren't right there when going twenty five lengths below over the last four hundred meters. But the reality is this, Ralphie. Last start. Good, strong pace. If it runs out at this speed, 3.8, like the last two runs, there have been a lot of speed with this horse. I feel that's going to be a negative for the horse. Even though it won at 1,300 metres, I just feel going up another 100, Your all the data indicates the the more distance. It seems to be a bit of a negative. So I'm not sure how this horse is going to cope with the 1,400 metres. It's not a runner that I'd get super keen on. But in terms of class and this is what we're looking at now overall, it's in the mix. It's 0.2 above from, you know, it's run three starts back. So I can't sit in and say you've got no hope, but for me, when I profile from a betting point of view, I like to see more substance late, particularly when you're stepping up in distance. And I do like to see a little bit of a curve in the way they can cope with the speed. And
1: this horse might still be learning how to manage itself speed-wise. All right. Well, they're the favourites covered, but there's there's three on your grid that uh, that are uh, right that uh, you're giving good chances to, and they're all double figure odds. So the first of those is Stroll. It's got a good gear change here, Blink, uh, Vince. <laughs> the gear change is Craig Williams on. They're all they're all pluses, right?
2: <laughs> a little bit of a hidden, I feel. This horse is. Just look at yep. that last run of Doombin. 4.4 links below, benchmark, No, not you know, not asked to really be busted up. A, a good move between the eight and the four of around three lengths, and then that powerhouse finish last 400 plus 5.2. I looked at this and said, that's the perfect setup. You built your, your profile up in terms of being able to not be overused through the first section and just build that speed, and it's demonstrated now more than one occasion that it's got a big sprint, and I'm looking for this. Craig Williams... As long as he doesn't use the tactics of going too early, this is a horse that's going to be really strong late and be no surprise if it's in the finish. And it's already got a 0.6 above from that Doombum run two starts back. That's the profile I'm looking for. I wasn't looking at, you know, what what's the price. The price is what it is. I just feel that this horse is should be a lot shorter than that now. that you, you, What is it, $15, $20? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, winning, winning form is good form, as the yeah. old racing cliche goes. Fashion legend won three in a row. And you're saying the market's just put it out to a silly price at $26. I don't
2: know why. I, I can't see where the negative is. Even have a look at that last uh, performance at doomben Super last 400 game, plus 4.1, off a good speed, even quicker speed than the last runner we spoke about, Ralphie. 2.7 lengths below that first section. I love the way this horse went. It's also got the profile franked from three starts back going 0.6 above. Look at that run at the Gold Coast over 1,200. All sections above benchmark. That's a very difficult thing to do. I don't know why they've
1: got the, you know, the price to have, and I actually feel this horse gets the right race shape as well. So it's drawn wide, but in this case, what you're saying is there's going to be so much pressure inside it, Josh Parr will be able to come across.
2: Yeah, because th- this horse isn't going to be a horse that wants to be bustled up on the pace. It'll just naturally find its position. All right. I-, I do feel it's going to be around midfield slightly more forward, which I like. You're going to need a little bit of luck, right? Yep. But this horse is no way. This should be in single digits, Ralphie.
1: So this is fashion legend, and we're having a bit of a look across the uh, – well, it's about uh, yeah, mid-20s. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice. Um, the other one is Green Shadows that's uh, that's in your market here. comes off uh, a heavy track defeat quick backup uh, from Rose Hill last week. Well, I don't know about the
2: heavy track. You know, that's, that's never a good thing for you. But the, the positive there was – I wasn't asked to do a lot of work that day on that ground condition. Not 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 through the first half of the race, Rolfi. So it shouldn't be, you know, flattened. It is a quick backup. I'm going more on the run at Warwick Farm three starts back.
1: Well, we put in, him in Sizzlers that day, and since then the winner, Kovaleek, has been dominant to uh, yeah. Queensland wins. Yeah. Well, you have a look at it. 4.1 above benchmark first section. I felt it was
2: a little bit of a negative, going from 4.1 down to plus 1.4. Actually was able to rebound over the last 400 with a plus 2.2. Condition did give out right at the end over the last 200 metres. Probably wasn't favoured at a subsequent start. And I just felt that that was still a great performance, despite it being, being beaten. And then, of course, got onto that heavy track. I I don't know. i, I got a funny feeling this horse is slightly overlooked.
1: Beautiful. Well, we, we we like odds, and if it's an open ra- open race, the both these the two main races, the two year old and three year old, uh, will obviously summarise everything tomorrow. But uh, but it sounds like the, uh, the there's some vulnerability about the favourites. So why not look for a bit of value if you're playing? Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's let's go to the sprint in uh, order. There, the Magic Millions Cup, fourteen twenty five. I shouldn't say the sprint, fourteen twenty five meters. There. Uh, what type of pressure are you expect in this race?
2: Again, I feel. It's a big field, not hot from a lead speed point of view, but these horses that like to go for like Emerald Kingdom can put on plenty of pace if it wants to. So I do have a uh, an expectation that we're going to be anywhere between plus two, plus five range. Not dissimilar to the last up, but there's also, if I look at the flip coin, if no one's in a real hurry, this is only my view a few horses that really want to own that front a couple in particular there is this chance that they might go as slow as benchmark but not any slower than that so good tempo Jim Burney's sort of guy that's he I feel he he does well if he goes forward but he can sometimes uh, misjudge that pace up front so if he doesn't get highly pressured then he's going to be able to not being, how do I put it roughly, he won't be dictated to on how to overextend himself up front and then disadvantage himself. So oh, I just feel plus two, plus three, that's where we're going to be at.
1: Well, you cheered home Emerald Kingdom, a veteran there in your HP profiles a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, I noticed that Doombin, because the Gold Coast run is almost the the, the premium setup here. Uh, this was on um, the 26th to the 11th, there was a nose between him and Holyfield, and if I look at your grid, and we'll get to Vega One, which we actually put in Sizzlers uh, from a couple of weeks ago, but it seems like that's the strongest form line uh, coming into this race. Well, that's the starting point. Yeah.
2: They've got absolutely all the ingredients that are needed. Like we're, we're looking for around near that plus two range to get on the podium. I look at their profiles from a distance point of view, very, very solid. They're sort of, both those runners are capable of running around the mid twos. I do say a little bit of a caveat on Emerald Kingdom. If it's overextended through the first section, that'll be a negative for the horse. But if it can run with a bit of balance and not be dictated to, then the horse will be very dangerous. Holyfield on the opposite side, I don't see any issues at all with the pressure. It's probably got a slightly stronger profile at twenty four hundred 1,400 metres than Emerald Kingdom and does get the golden position in terms of position in running. It's just a matter of in these big races, Ralphie, riders can get caught in the, caught in the moment and get yeah. really excited and they tend to over-push their horses. So this is not good for neither horse if they go for an overextension. extension
1: Gee, you've said plus two should be able to win this race. Less time last year uh, in this race. Holyfield got beaten a nose by eleven eleven, who's in another race today. Three point nine lengths above benchmark. If he brings that, he wins, does see.
2: Well, going to be tough to beat, isn't it, Ralphie? It's
1: all—it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's a good it's, setup.
2: I, I totally agree, and it's just all about the race shape. I feel everything's there. It's just that the riders don't make any errors and get caught. Yep. then they find themselves in a great position. Both of them will run big. And yeah, and Holyfield's
1: going to be very hard to beat. And just one more on Holyfield because it, it, it tapered there at uh, at Eagle Farm. But gee, by the look at the data, he had a fair excuse for tapering late. Of course he did. Absolutely entitled to, Ralphie. So small field, high pressure, 2.6 above benchmark first section, 6.9 above, so near 10 lengths. So that probably also says that four, four weeks between runs is ideal.
2: Well, that was the...
1: Annabelle Nishan,
2: she gets her horses ready early. Yeah. Just so many of them that are good. She just has them ready to go. It's just one of these scenarios that, given the four weeks, keep that speed in the legs, and you you can see it. That mid mid race explosion was massive. I don't feel. It's probably, the way I see the race being run, I don't feel that's going to be what you're going to need to be able to
1: do. And this does give this horse an advantage. That's why I reckon it's got the golden run. Well, Vega 1's $10. Uh, I put him in Sizzlers. Well, you're a nice little sneaky chance here of peaking on gold, on, uh, on Magic Millions Day. Uh, one ride for Jamie Carr for one win, the Group 1 Kingston Smith. We wrote, First up having Trial World leading in at an unloved $41, having not come up in two runs last prep, but we say be wary of riding this veteran off Magic Millions Day. Vince, why are we saying that?
2: Ah, oh, be crazy if we did that, right? If we wrote this horse off. Firstly... It's had two runs in its profile of recent times that are pretty much in that plus three range. Three starts, four starts back Eagle Farm, 1,400 metres in a very fast run race. There it was, 2.9 lengths above IVR benchmark, fifth best day. Look at the speed that, that day. second
1: in the Stradbroke, which was and, a typical Stradbroke they went. <laughs> yeah, massive.
2: And, you're, I mean, of course the horse is going to drop off. In fact, it was probably entitled to drop off more than what it did when 5.2 last uh, below benchmark last 400. And it was titled to drop off a lot more than that. And then I, I go back to the other Eagle Farm run, Ralphie, back on the 6th of the 6th, 2020. It is some time back. But this is more like what I'm expecting here. 2.1 lengths below, benchmark, pretty cruisy. Had the reversal that day. Had to actually be slowed down between the 8 and the 400. Good finish. This is more like what I'm seeing. And then when I look at what it did last start, the horse is back, Ralphie. There's no doubt this horse is back to... Terms of being ready to run somewhere in the high twos, low threes. And for that reason, I just said, you've got to give this horse plenty of respect. And it's got the right rider for this horse as well on board. Smart locals
1: table. Yep. Blinkers first time at $41. That told you that we want to get a maximum uh, exertion as far as the first up run to peak and grand final day. So there's one to put in. Uh, now, as far as um, the favourite for the race, now, I, I was just scratching my head trying to work out why uh, Oscar Zulu was favourite. Uh, it's, it's not an easy camp to oppose. Chris Waller, James McDonald, it's a fair combination, but why, why is Oscar Zulu favourite, Vince? What's the case for?
2: Well... Maybe they're, they're seeing things that haven't been seen yet, but on what's exposed, very hard horse to have as favourite. Now, 56 days between runs. Also, I don't see how that's a positive for the horse. Honestly, yeah. I don't, Ralphie. I can't see how that's a plus. It's it, And also, when you look at the breakdown of the breaks that it's had, I feel... <sighs> Maybe they just feel this horse is still evolving. It's a big race with a lot of money and they can be competitive. And maybe they can be competitive, but it's got to find two. It's got to find two legs. There's no way I can have this horse. I'm not saying it can't find two because it's from Walla. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. <laughs> but profile-wise, I just don't see it. I, I can't see it.
1: Yep. I so not- can't see it. No, it looks like we're, we're around uh, Emerald Kingdom, Vega 1, Holyfield is the, uh, yep. is the most advantage there. Uh, let's look, look at the last race in the program here. Uh, 1,300 metres, again, a uh, nice, lo- nice little bit of talent here, and with 15 runners, it looks like they're going to run.
2: That's a nice big field too, isn't it, Ralphie? Yeah. Oh, man, they can get these big fields. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing. Tempo-wise, no real hot leaders, Ralphie. and the horses that go forward, they're not possessed with massive pace. And wouldn't even surprise a horse that I've marked sort of being in the lead pack. F-Truth could even be end up being the leader, right? Yeah. And so I'm marking benchmark at best. So very, very controlled tempo. So This is all about that last 600 metres. Maybe the 800, last 800, but with the Gold Coast, the way they've got to negotiate themselves around the turn, once they get inside that 600, they're all going to press the go button, in my view, and it'll be a race of who's in the best position. To be able to capitalise on it.
1: Well, Alpine Edge. Obviously, you'd normally say that this was uh, set to set to peak on, on Grand Final Day. Magic Millions as a stallion third up, but gee, there was so much big prize money at Toowoomba. I'm sure they would have loved to have won that. It ended up coming second in that uh, big prize money race to, to Yellow Brick that we mentioned earlier. Uh, he's a horse with unusual profile. I suppose he didn't really handle wet tracks by the look of it, and wasn't far off in uh, in in the uh, in the carnival last year without really peaking, but he's shown some promise as a young horse. Where He's favored for the race. Should he be favourite? Well, if we look
2: at overall performances, at this stage, the horse sits around benchmark. Yeah. So, but when I look at the field where they are on current form, they're all similar, right? And, And you need roughly benchmark plus half to get on the podium. So yes is the answer. You can... This horse is capable of winning this race. And I felt the setup last ru- last start was pretty good. I actually thought there was a chance the horse was also a little bit flattened from the previous run, Ralphie. Because when you look at that previous run at Eagle Farm, even though the early speed was like on the soft side, 5.7 below, but that extension in the middle was massive. It was 14.2 length extension. If you look at the profile of this runner, it's history in terms of mid-race squeeze. That's the biggest squeeze by around five lengths. And if I look at the four the four runs leading into that day, it was 10 lengths more. So I felt that this horse could have been flattened by that run and then was asked to go at a pretty quick tempo at Toowoomba, like five-length five increase in speed. Didn't quite show, show that same sustained speed, even though they were both above benchmark late. So... I do expect this horse will probably peak, and I love the fact that McDonald's on this horse, because McDonald is very good with horses that have high capacity for big bursts of speed and sustain it.
1: So, yes, why not? Why not be a dangerous horse? Fair jockey change. Another one that involves a jockey change in that Craig Williams rode this horse F Troop that you've got on top of the grid last start. Here's one thing I always look for, Vince, with the elite jockeys. When they suggest when, – when there's a gear change, I always assume it's the jockey saying to, to change the gear. So he's saying blinkers off into the grand final day. He's a veteran F Troop. He's been to this uh, this this day a few times and usually ran well. Um, and he's got the blinkers off, Craig Williams sticking off a nice first up run.
2: I reckon this is the best – last start, performance of the horse, the best the horse has done in a long time Right. in terms of – above benchmark. I'm really giving this clear signal. All sections were above benchmark. It's not easy to do, Ralphie. Horse ranked in the top three on the day, which was really solid. 0.6. Just running to that level automatically puts the horse in the finish. I feel that the 1,400 metres, I'm not saying that's a golden distance for the horse, but the way this race is set up, it's perfect. And Craig Williams, you know he's going to, be looking to get the maximum exertion, and he's pretty. a he, pretty canny sort of a rider. Like I said, he could be leading and control the race.
1: Right. Indiscreetly is deep in the market, should it be?
2: Indiscreetly.
1: Good closing its trial leading in, but uh, it's got a profile of better further, and there's some pretty uh, pretty solid on-pace horses there, like f Trope, will have to run past.
2: I don't know sometimes how they do it. You know, in terms of creating markets, right. you know, What's what's the rationale to how they set these prices up? But if it was me, and I I'm not a bookmaker, but if I was a if I was bookmaking this race, I'd be saying, you know, give me all the money, right?
1: <laughs> keen to, keen oppose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you probably twice the price. All right, well, one horse that uh, that isn't a big price. Well, it's ne- nearly ten dollars when I say big price. It won at this meeting last year. Wisdom of Water. What's its chances tomorrow? Coming off a plane water. run. Yep. Well, the best run I could find was
2: going back to the 15th of the 1st. This is the beginning of last year, and it was 0. 0.3 above. I looked at that race over 1,300 metres and said, okay, that's reasonable. The close wasn't that powerful. I just sat back and said, okay, well, 1,300 metres is probably your out of range, but you are capable of breaking benchmarks. So I'm going to give you some respect. Last start. I just felt it was the overextension that blew this horse up. Going 1.4 lengths below benchmark first section. Big move in the mid-race. It was a 7.6 lengths mid-race. which is not the biggest the horse has ever done, right? But in terms of this distance, yes. And then weakened very late. up that extra 100 metres. Probably needed that type of exertion, Ralphie, to be able to sort of bring this horse to its top. But it's just a fringe player for me.
1: Right. Well, it looks like it's a race that you're pretty happy to pare down, uh, and we'll finalise your thoughts tomorrow. But uh, it looks like F Group's going to run a bold race now. Pine Edge can peak. Yep. Nice That's and it. simple. Race six in the program here. This is a sprint race for twelve hundred. King of Sparta's mm-hmm. a horse. You've always uh, you, you've put a bit of a stamp on him. Uh, this horse. He hasn't quite delivered at times, but. I think he's one of many horses from New South Wales that probably needs dry ground and has barely saw it in 2022. Your head nearly rolled off when it won this day last year in that three-year-old race. You said, this is a horse of the rise. As I said, he delivered in a, a Caulfield uh, 1200 Group 3 but basically saw wet, wet ground first up. He came to play, though, Vince. His odds on. Uh, if he repeats that run, what's his chances?
2: Uh, it is sad about the odds on, and, of course, everybody can spook them as well, but the horse just turns up and runs to the last start. It's going to be winning, Ralphie. Right. <laughs> you know, I could only find one possible horse that had any chance of challenging it and has to lift to another level at this distance range, and that was shooting for gold. I I just said this is a, a race in two, but realistically, oh, I'm just being nice, right? Yep. it's all about King of Sparta. It it is an extremely tight price, but deserves to be tight, right? It, it even deserves to be probably a dollar fifty, realistically. Lovely. Honest, honestly, Ralphie, I mean, shooting for gold is the only other threat, and I do see this. This is a horse that's a riser. Yep. And I don't know what what the current price is. I mean, I've got it on my ledger at the moment. It might be somewhere around six eight dollars there about. It's probably slightly overs. But when I say slightly overs, I would no way go into this race saying, if I don't want to take a short price, I'll back the other horse. Maybe <laughs> you can consider it for a place, right? But yeah, it's the one, to beat, king of Sparta. Profile's superb. Look at that last start run. 3.3 lengths below benchmark first section. Beautiful move in the mid-race without overexerting, going 2.5 above. That's a 5.6 length mid-race squeeze. And then... Come on, Ralph. Look at the last 400. 6.5 lengths. I mean, it, just tore, it just tore them apart in terms of its its kick down, and all of it was in the last 200 metres.
1: It was interesting that it was soft to the market. What I take out of that, and I could be completely wrong, of course, I'm just an observer, but, uh, but being soft to the market, just said that today's grand final day, but three weeks before between runs is an ideal break off of um, an exertion like that.
2: Yeah, soft to the market because... A lot of them mismanage how to profile these horses when they get there.
1: (laughs) That's it. Um, I'll I'll just ask you briefly about two horses because I've been keen on your thoughts. is a horse that... It was unbelievably. It's one of the best trialers you've ever seen. Uh, it's done the same this time in at Bow Desert. I remember though last last time when was this uh, in? Um, oh, before that uh, that new transfer of Newcastle day when we did the Group One at Rose yes. Hill. you said it left its trial out in the paddock there uh, when it won by ten lengths. This occasion, it's 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 what is it? Two months between uh, between its last trial. Gee, it's got some <laughs> some speed. It's got blinkers on. What's it going to do here? <laughs> speed wise?
2: Well. Anything's possible, right? Anything's yeah. possible. I don't know what it's going to actually do, <laughs> right? But it's all possible that this horse could do uh, crazy things, particularly uh, at twelve hundred meters. Uh, but he's just a he's a watch and see horse, Rolfie. I mean, he, he he's too run he, he's he's run at Ramwick was really good when it won with a plus one back in August hard to fault that. Even the performance of Rose Hill when it ran second, and it was three lengths below benchmark. Just one of these horses, Ralphie, at 1,200 metres, anything can happen. You know on its day, it's capable yep. of running plus a plus one or greater. Get you on the podium, right? That'll get you on the podium in this race, probably second or third. And in terms of where it's going to be positioned, it's going to be the first horse that they've got to genuinely try and run down, as yeah. long
1: as Andrew doesn't make the wrong moves early. I think you'd just be hanging on. Yeah. (laughs) And the the one I'm just saying this for Maltese. Yep. Still, my head in vowmaster. First up after 609 days, it's crushed the line there, and it was in the market. So it obviously had been trialling well. And then it's be flat, isn't it, two weeks later. So 20 dollars uh, and a speed race out to 1200 it, it, It's also showed a lot of talent as a young horse. Obviously had some issues, but that, that week run was good first up.
2: Yeah, well, this is one of those typical things with Waller, right, that he obviously had this horse ready to go first up. Yep. And very evident, right? When you look at that structure, the six point four lengths below benchmark first section doesn't entitle you to run nine plus nine point four last for hundred.
1: Yeah. So that shows
2: you how how super fit the the horse was. But here's my challenge, right? This is the, where the little bit of deception comes into play. The mid race squeeze that day was ten point four. Yep. And then last start, I agree with you, Ralphie. A level of flatness is clearly on the table, right? But the mid-race squeeze was even bigger, 13.3, right? Therefore, they are two strong runs. What does this mean for this horse third up? All we can see at the moment is the signal is horse is going fantastic, looks set to break the. its PB of plus two potentially, right? Even though I probably pin the horse more around the plus one range and if it does run to its plus two because it, it looked to me it looks like it's ready to run potentially to that profile then yeah you, you, you could get yourself on the podium and take one of those positions like you said from a multi point of view
1: don't leave it out uh, the fifth races for the fillies and mares again it just underlines what a good deep program this is 1300 meters there uh, firstly just is it uh, likely to be a fast speed
2: yeah, this is another race where I felt for sure it was going to be good speed, where benchmark possibly plus three, but definitely not slower than benchmark. There's genuine horses that want to go forward. The six and the two, this is Vangelic and Barossa, uh, Barossa Rosa. They're definitely go-forward horses. I also feel that Brookspire and maybe Miss Hipster or a couple other. they are going to want to sort of test that lead pack and therefore keep the race honest
1: the favourite for the race is Kiku um, you can only run the horse in, in what, what, what's put in front of you so for the Phillies and mares it's a 1300 metre race is, is 1300 ideal I know she won the group 2 at Rose Hill but that was a, a different sort of setup a soft tempo uh, 1300 at Rose Hill uh, compared to what they're likely to do tomorrow
2: well I look at it like this Ralphie. in terms of where you're going to be positioned and what you can cope with is the key that's, that's to me is the real key now that day when it run at Rose Hill and it was going five point four below that lead pack the lead speed was four point three lengths above benchmark Ralphie. Yeah. So the horse was probably slots at slight, slightly outside of the elastic band, but then just motored home. I actually like this horse at thirteen hundred meters. It's a scenario that allows the horse to um, not overextend at any given point in time and lose its energy efficiency. Hard horse default and yep. I look at that last run at Doombin, clear signal there, 2.9 lengths below benchmark, beautiful run, run in the mid-race, going with a mid-race squeeze of around 6.2, finished off the last 200 metres, faster than the Ford of the two, everything looks ready for this horse, in my view, should go very close to testing, look, if it doesn't run 1.8, it's going to run plus one at least, and therefore, you're a dangerous horse in this race.
1: But the uh, horse you've got on top of your grid is Mimi Lagarde. And I'll uh, have to go back two starts. There was a, there was a proper performance uh, at this track over 1,200 metres. I thought that was a monster run.
2: And definitely, in my view, flattened from that run. All splits above benchmark overall from start to finish was a plus 9.3. It was the quickest and the best performance of the day from my view as well. loved how strong this horse was over each section entitled to be flattened, and you can see a little bit of a a speed drop-off from one run to the other. If there's anything that I'm not 100% sure of, it's just the way they've been keeping this horse in terms of its uh, breaks between runs. So the mounting yard will be important. If it parades well, this horse here is set to repeat what it did at the Gold Coast. And if it does that, Ralphie, at 1,300 metres, it's going to get the money.
1: We like that at $8. Um, just, uh, we'll Just we'll touch on a couple of others briefly as far as uh, where, where they are in the market. Uh, Barossa Rossa comes through uh, winning its last two runs.
2: Yes, I, I had a good look at this horse here, Ralphie. Both runs, last two starts, how can you knock them? They are both 0.6 above. Slightly, when I say behind, like my expectations, you only need to be benchmark or high to be competitive. So the horse meets that profile. I see absolutely no reason why this horse can't extend itself even further up in distance. The question mark for me was, this race for me doesn't suit leaders. So I'm negative leaders in this race because of the setup of the race. They're not going to go fast enough, and they're going to allow the horses with the big finish to be in the perfect strike place and they'll take advantage of being in the better lanes so that's the only reason why i felt that this horse even though i'm not saying it's it's no chance it's there because if the other two don't turn up and i'm talking about maybe like and Kiki, if they don't turn up then sure this horse could be left there at the finish
1: Brooksby is an interesting runner in this race last year ran fourth uh, Kiku ran third there was a head between them uh, 2.3 lengths Kiku was beaten and um, Brooksby beaten 2.5 lengths it was a uh, favorite over Dancer. I don't think it'd be favorite now against <laughs> that Dancer, who's gone on to win two group one since of course clearly didn't come up in the autumn so they've started again Randwick run uh, midfield and then they've given it a barrage hole. but well there's a little bit in that Randwick run of substance wasn't there <laughs>
2: Yeah, and this was another horse you can see very clearly Wallace got, had this horse r- reasonably ready for that first up run. I mean, that that between the 8 and the 400, look at the squeeze, Ralph. It's 10.3, second biggest in its life, and then the last 400 plus 3.2. Again, super, super strong. Got a little bit wide in the lanes. I'm not saying like getting an over an advantage, but it was in the right spot to maximize the finish and did that. and. No question, going to be a big improver off that run. The 35 days, you know, Wallace. I feel Wallace just making sure that there's no chance this horse is going to be flattened. up and it looks like a, a little bit of a target for the horse as well right
1: now where it's at. So it sounds like it's a race where you'd be um, pretty happy to uh, to have have on side with the uh, with the place, Mimi Lagarde. This is a race that looks.
2: Like, I felt that there was three horses that I really liked. Mimi Lagarde, Kiku, and, and number three, Jamia. That was the other horse. To me right now, that's where my mindset is. I'm really working on these three horses have
1: been the key chances. All right, we'll uh, finalize those in the in the morning. Uh, we'll pick it up for a we'll we'll go above benchmark over the last two races, <laughs> Vince. That we'll cover races four and races three. The sprint. Uh, the markets pretty much said that it's a two horse race. Uh, Scalapini uh, getting to uh, getting in the veteran stage, but still uh, g- continues to race really well, of course. And uh, and eleven eleven who uh, had a couple of <laughs> things go his ro- uh, against him, of course. Uh, with uh, with uh, heat stress and dropping right out there at Newcastle, seemingly back on track last start, and then since at a barrier trial since they dominate the market. I love the way you say veteran,
2: uh, Scalopini. <laughs> this is very close to being one of the best bets on the card for me, right? Outside of, you know, obviously the obvious short price favourite, which is a lot skinny. But this scalapini last up, fantastic. Love this performance, right? 0.9 above overall. I look at the setup. 2.3 lengths below benchmark. Good speed for this horse, first section. Cops, cops the mid-race mid, mid race slowdown. That's always nasty, right, yeah. for a horse to slow down. Was able to rebound on that, maintain its line. That, to me, is a beautiful setup for a horse. Coming back to the 1,200 metres, I do not see that as a disadvantage. I just have to go back to Eagle Farm back in April of last year. There it is, plus 2.3. I know it didn't win the race that day, but it was so solid. It's it's this sort of horse, Ralphie. It doesn't have a booming sprint on it, but it is a horse that can blend in superbly with race shape and is very, very capable when the horse is right that a bad performance is like a plus one. And he's I, got
1: such tenacity, hasn't
2: he? Yeah, and I sit back and say, okay, well, if you pl- run plus one, you, you're pretty much short at the podium. Finish. Beautiful. And if you can run to the Eagle Farm run, if you can run to that, then I don't know. what, what I haven't seen the very latest price. I, I, I had the horse, you know, just on yesterday's markets around that $3, so I don't know if it's still somewhere Gallipini? near. Yeah. He's around about mid twos. Okay. So he is he's well found,
1: right? Yeah. But – uh, he deserves to be good. That's what we like here. A bit, bit of yep, confidence there, absolutely. And we'll finish off with the staying race, twenty two hundred meters. Vince, the standout uh, number here, uh, as far as uh, as far as the IVR figure is this, is this insane race we saw on Boxing Day at Randwick, where Grand Slam did did Chance go through on overextend on it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, Ralphie, for sure. I mean, there it is. You know, like plus fourteen.
1: What's going on? That's the cleaner.
2: <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We don't see that very often. But they. This is what good fast tracks do, Ralphie. To the horses, they make you run, and I yep. love that. Yeah. <laughs> what a performance from Skylab! Yeah. What a performance from Skylab. Going plus six, still above benchmark between the eight and the four. Entitled to weaken. I actually felt. You know, I don't know if that was the smartest of moves from the rider. Like the horse was trying to save energy. Yeah. You know, maybe they you know like obviously knew they were going fast, but actually rebounded over the last two hundred meters to be quicker than the four of <laughs> the two. This is a very deceptive run, Ralphie. This horse looks so ready to um break through and win. Absolutely does, Ralphie. What price
1: is this horse at the moment? Uh it's about mid fives.
2: Yeah, that's 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 huge overs. If we're looking about who's the biggest overs on the day in terms relative to their IVR profile, it's going to be this runner.
1: Well, let's finish on that. (laughs) Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> a good solid 45 minutes there for uh, looking at the big races, of course. The, the other races that we haven't touched on there, there's uh, in, in the first two races, that uh, it's for. I think it's the country-trained horses and, and uh, they're all on debut in race two. So nothing, uh, nothing of note there. We will finalise everything tomorrow with, uh, with just a nice little five to 10-minute podcast on any changes that have occurred. And, of course, it'll be an accompaniment to the race speed files, profiles, the final edition there. So really much appreciate you, you being a customer. and uh, and supporting what we do here on Year Round Carnival.